Welcome to a tech moment on Cannabis Tech. I'm your host, Christina Etter. In this podcast, we take just a few minutes to talk about some of the exciting science and technology that's happening in the cannabis and hemp industries. Today, I am welcoming Kyle Sherman, the CEO and founder of FlowHub, a software company based out of Denver, who's focused on compliance and point of sale transactions within the cannabis industry. As a pioneer in this industry, Kyle not only founded one of the leading software companies, but he's also an active lobbyist in Washington pushing for the States Act. He's also been the associate producer of a documentary on Netflix called Weed the People. He's a speaker at many national conferences, and he was also named Business Insider 30 and Under. Thanks so much for taking your time today to be on our show, Kyle. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here with you. Fantastic. So I'm really excited to start this conversation with you. Uh, FlowHub got started back in 2015, if I'm not mistaken, but in the last several years, you have experienced some incredible growth. So let's talk a little bit about what that's like founding a company and then seeing the kind of growth that you've experienced over the last several years. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, it's been a wild ride, right? Uh, you know, I got into the cannabis industry officially in 2014, working with Dixie Elixirs and Weed Maps. And that led me to an opportunity to uh, become a compliance officer for a vertically integrated supply chain. And it was there I kind of figured out this big problem, right? How do we end the prohibition of cannabis at a national level, and eventually a global level, right? And that's through transparency. That's kind of what I figured out, right? So my thought was that we could create great tools that not only help businesses run better businesses, right? So help them make more money and figure out how to be more compliant, but really to just help be more transparent in general, then we should be able to spread the word that prohibition just doesn't work, right? Drug dealers don't check IDs at their door, you know, but regulated retailers do. And so that was the start of FlowHub. Uh, and, and you're absolutely right. It's been a wild roller coaster ride over the last few years. We've grown from, you know, just a little garage company, essentially with just a handful of people to nearly 80 people now in downtown Denver with a couple satellite offices around the country. That is absolutely incredible. Um, just about a year ago, we did cover the story between FlowHub partnering up with HP. And so that was obviously a very interesting bringing in that brand name kind of perspective into the cannabis industry. And like you said, kind of working towards that mainstreaming transparency kind of thing. Then in March this year, you also partnered with BDS Analytics to start providing some of that key data analysis for the dispensaries. So do you want to talk about some of those partnerships and, and what they've done to kind of help FlowHub get to the point where it's at today? Sure, totally. So, you know, one of the things that we're consistently trying to do as a company is to help retailers find tools that are going to help them be better retailers, right? So one of those folks was obviously HP. They produce incredible uh, retail hardware. They're actually one of the largest providers of point of sale hardware in the world. So if you go to a Taco Bell, right, they're using HP hardware. Um, and so we started to really think about with HP, you know, can we drop ship and essentially deliver to retailers a similar experience that like a Taco Bell franchisee would get and out of the box, pull it out, you know, of the box and have FlowHub running down the system already, plug in the receipt printers and have a seamless experience and know that that device is going to last, right? And so that's why we partnered with HP. Uh, and it's really been awesome to see our customers using really retail hardened hardware, meaning that this stuff can get pretty beat up in a retail environment by multiple people touching it every day and still survive, right? So, um, you know, that's why we partner with HP. And then, you know, folks like BDS Analytics, along with the rest of our app uh, providers uh, in the FlowHub network, the FlowHub ecosystem, um, right? These all provide various kind of expansion of uh, features 
and functionality for retailers that we don't necessarily want to go build ourselves, right? So when you think about BDS, this is uh, analytics around the market. And so we help, you know, our retail customers get more insights around the market through our partnership with BDS, right? Um, it could be folks like Dutchie who do order ahead and delivery, right? We don't necessarily want to go out and build those tools ourselves right now, right? So we partner with great folks like Dutchie or iHeartJane to actually build tools on top of FlowHub to expand the value, the business value for our retail customers. So really, these partnerships are all about, you know, expanding the business value for our retail customers and really staying focused on what we're good at. And that's building a great platform that enables third parties like these folks we talked about to actually enter the space, leveraging our name and our systems. So that's kind of like, that's the idea behind all of these partnerships. And, you know, we've consistently delivered great partnerships for our customers over the last couple of years. And if you actually go to our website, flowhub.com slash partners, I believe it is, you could actually see a list of our partners there. And um, you know, there's just a, a plethora of, a value added uh, resources for our customers. So that's kind of a great segue. You mentioned Dutchie, and I know that you are currently with this latest press release that you uh, just released, you're currently adding some more functionality and you have some new apps that are being um, released into a new rendition of the software. Is that correct? Do you want to talk us a little bit about this new version launch? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got some incredible new tools for our retailers. We've got a new cashier app, which is an entirely rethought about uh, experience for bud tenders. So this is, a, you know, an opportunity for bud tenders to better connect with the consumers that are shopping in the store. So we have, you know, the, the individual's name fresh on the screen, purchase histories, because everything's super accessible. So you have a really great conversation with the the, the, the bud tenders can have with the consumers, right? Um, we've got this new specials engine, which is super robust. It allows you to run all of these complex specials that were really hard to do uh, in the past. And no one's doing this quite like FlowHub is today. Uh, and it really just allows these retailers to differentiate from their neighbors, uh, right? By running really unique specials that, uh, you know, most typical retailers outside of cannabis are not running, right? you buy two of these things, you get something else 50% off with a free hat or something, right? You can do all of this with this really complex, but very easy to use specials engine that we've produced. We've got order ahead capabilities. So uh, we're the first platform that actually allows you to run an order uh, through a third party, like a, a Dutchie again, for example, and then actually process that order through point of sale in a very purpose-driven way. So very unique. Uh, and, and, and these things are just, again, this is all about making uh, our, our customers' lives easier, which ultimately give the consumers a better shopping experience. And we believe that's a great way to empower uh, the consumers with all the knowledge they need to make a great purchasing decision. So it's really just about creating these great retail experiences. So we've got some incredible new tools. Stash app is a recent one as well, right? Uh, this is a mobile tool that literally allows you to walk around your, your back room and, and audit your inventory, report that data back to the state, right? You're able to move product from your, your back rooms to your floor. And all of this is auditable, meaning that there's activity logs about who's doing what, when. You can leverage all this data and sync it with your camera. So you can really start to get an idea about what's happening inside your dispensary, right? So all these little things really add up to make a really seamless experience uh, for our, our customers, right? And our ultimate mission, right, is to help uh, legalize cannabis worldwide, right? Starting in, in the United States, right? And really making this a transparent industry. So all these tools are going right into that goal. We really believe that transparency is the name of the game. 
So I can't agree more. I know how important transparency is. When I first started in this industry, I was actually a bud tender working in Denver. And so I've dealt with a lot of the different uh, software applications for compliance and tracking. And that's one thing I think that maybe people don't understand about the cannabis industry because we hear the federal government telling us all the time about this unregulated industry. But in all reality, because of state laws and because of, of state regulation, it really is one very highly regulated industry and compliance is absolutely critical to make sure that we do have that transparency and kind of provide the industry some of that legitimacy. So having software applications like yours most certainly does bring a, an air of professionalism and legitimacy to the, to the industry. Um, now, one thing that you did mention was talking about the, the knowledge base and, and helping kind of um, educate not only, not only the people in the dispensary, but consumers as well. So let's kind of switch gears a little bit here and now talk just a little bit about your other endeavors in cannabis, because I'm really curious, what was it like to produce your documentary, Weed the People, on Netflix, and what was your overall goal with that documentary? Yeah, it, it's a great question. So I came into the documentary, in fact, uh, after it was shot. So uh, I'm good friends with both the director, Abby, and, and Ricky Lake, the, uh, the, produ the executive producer of the film. Uh, and they, you know, approached me and we talked a bit about, uh, you know, bringing it through uh, the festival circuit and, and ultimately ending up on Netflix, right? And so, uh, you know, my goal with that documentary ultimately was to help share uh, emotional stories that really tell uh, the, you know, the overall deeper meaning to our industry, right? That there's medicinal use with these products. You know, the documentary follows five kids who are suffering from cancer and use cannabis along with their, their cancer treatments to help, uh, you know, just to help, right? And the reality is I think so many folks don't realize the power of the plant. Now, it's not a miracle drug. It's not going to solve every problem, right? But there's some incredible applications for it that prohibition, unfortunately, you know, doesn't allow the application or use for, right? So, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it just goes along with this goal of, of ending the war on drugs, really helping drive success with ending the prohibition of cannabis specifically, is at least sharing these kids' stories and, and showing people that this is a real medicine and that there's real medicinal value to it. Um, and so I don't know if you've, if you've seen it already, but it's, uh, it's a really powerful emotional movie uh, that, you know, that's really important to the industry in, in, in a lot of ways, in my opinion, right? Um, you know, we need more people telling kids stories like this. We need more people telling patient stories and sharing the, the, the benefits of this amazing plant. Right, right. And, you know, I think the more that we do share stories like these, the more that we kind of force the government's hand and kind of force them to take a look at the possibilities that are here. And at least, at least, doing us the favor of, of opening up the window for research and, and kind of confirming some of these anecdotal stories that we've, that we hear so often. But now you are also involved in Washington as well, uh, as far as lobbying for the States Act. So can you kind of give me your perspective on, on what the air is like in Washington? Do we, do we have hope that there's going to be a national legalization around the corner soon? Yeah, look, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of theories here. I'm cautiously optimistic about the States Act eventually passing sometime in the next couple of years. You know, um, so much of what happens in Washington, uh, it, it's just, it's so political, right? I mean, the, the reality is a lot of these folks believe that any prohibition is a good thing, but maybe their constituents don't and they have to support what their constituents believe, right? So there's a lot of uh, conflict there on the Hill still. Um, but I think, you know, through, through organizations like the Cannabis Trade Federation, right, who are actively out 
lobbying in DC, right? Uh, I'm, I'm the treasurer of the Cannabis Trade Federation, one of the founding board members, right? Um, you know, it's important that these companies are coming together and, and telling stories out on the Hill to share with these, you know, with these folks, the, the realities, right? A lot of these folks have no idea on the Hill what's actually happened in legal markets. They might believe any prohibition is probably a wise thing, but they don't know what the legal industry actually looks like. So, you know, we often invite folks out to Colorado. We give them tours of our office. They go tour, you know, uh, grow facilities and retail facilities. And they, they often leave going, oh my gosh, this is a professional industry. Like, I had no idea. This just looks like a another industry here, you know? Um, wow, I'm a huge supporter of this moving forward, right? So that's kind of the reaction we're getting. I think, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, like I said, about the state tech passing uh, sometime soon. There, there's room that Trump may do something near nearing the end of his term for re-election. Like who really knows what's going to happen, right? But I think it's just important for all of us in a space to, to, to get out there, to tell stories, to get in front of legislators and share the realities of the industry, right? I think, you know, when, when I think about social change, right, I start to think about, you know, how, how do things get changed in America today? How do things get changed in the United States, right? The, the reality is you can go pick it outside all day with a sign, right? But, um, you know, it, it, this is a capitalistic uh, country. You know, it's countries, uh, you know, I'm sorry, it's companies that are out, you know, spending, lobbying, and, and that are making real social changes. And I think that that says a lot, right? So companies in our industry need to get involved, right? They need to go out. They need to get involved with, you know, the Cannabis Trade Federation. They need to get involved with, with lobbying and telling stories because all of this just makes our industry appear bigger in the eyes of uh, the, the politicians on Capitol Hill. So does that make sense? So I like my message would be right for any business owner in the space watching this, right? You need to donate some money to the Canada Trade Federation because you know these are companies out lobbying on behalf of the industry, ending 280E, the Safe Banking Act, the States Act, right? Um, the, the, this is what's ultimately going to make this industry a robust one. Absolutely. And and you are absolutely correct that we do need to tell those stories. We do need to speak out. We need to stop treating cannabis and the cannabis industry like it is that black sheep uh, of the family or the of the industries because it's really not. There, it's coming around. People are starting to learn. There is legitimacy behind this industry. I, like you, I, in both dispensaries that I worked in when I was in Denver, we had tour groups come through of, of busloads of lawyers from other parts of the, the country that we're coming through for, for their tours. So it is good to see that kind of education happening. It's good to see people kind of getting behind this and getting that firsthand experience of, of experiencing the cannabis industry because it isn't what they, they often perceive in their minds of what the cannabis industry really is. Kyle, I have one last question for you, and that is just what is on the future for, or what is in the future for uh, FlowHub? Yeah, it's a great question. Look, we're, we're consistently pushing the envelope, right? We were the first to launch mobile apps in our industry. We're going to continue to innovate on the mobile side. We're really excited about uh, state expansion. So when you look at Illinois coming online in 2020 as a recreational market, we're excited to go help innovate there, right? So there's some really exciting expansion opportunities for Flow Hub, right? We're going to continue to push the envelope politically, 
and, and just create really easy to use tools. And we're going to make it really easy for customers to get a hold of us. That's one thing that I think is missing in the space for a lot of companies is great customer service, right? And for us, customers are the most important people to our company. So for, we won't be here without them, right? And so for us, it's the, the, the consistent uh, energy we put into building great relationships with them. I think in the future for us, it's just building even better ways for that to take place. So uh, I, I'm really excited about developing new tech, creating great relationships with our customers, the new ones and existing ones, right? And just continue to build, build, build and uh, seeing this through all the way through uh, federal legalization and global expansion, right? So we've got a lot of work to do over the coming decade, but I, I, we're really excited to be, uh, be a part of this, uh, you know, part of this industry and a part of, of making this a legal industry federally. It truly is an amazing time to be a part of this industry and I cannot thank you enough for taking a few minutes out of your day today to join us here on a tech moment and to talk about the industry and to talk about what's coming up for Flowhub. So thank you again and thank you for all that you do for helping to push this industry forward and put some of that legitimacy into, into our industry. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Thanks, Kyle.